Jesus said to his disciples, when the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, then he will sit on the throne of his glory. All the nations will be gathered before him and he will separate people one from another as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. And he will put the sheep at his right hand and the goats at the left. Then the king will say to those at his right hand, Come you that are blessed by my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry and you gave me food. I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger and you welcomed me. I was naked and you gave me clothing. I was sick and you took care of me. I was in prison and you visited me. Then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when was it that we saw you hungry and gave you food or thirsty and gave you something to drink? And when was it that we saw you a stranger and welcomed you or naked and gave you clothing? And when was it that we saw you sick or in prison and visited you? And the king will answer them, Truly I tell you, just as you did it to one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did it to me. Then he will say to those at his left hand, You that are accursed, depart from me into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry and you gave me no food. I was thirsty and you gave me nothing to drink. I was a stranger and you did not welcome me. Naked and you did not give me clothing, sick and in prison and you did not visit me. Then they also will answer, Lord, when was it that we saw you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or naked or sick or in prison and did not take care of you? Then he will answer them, truly, I tell you, just as you did not do it to one of the least of these, you did not do it to me. And these will go away into eternal punishment, but the righteous into eternal life. The Gospel of the Lord. This uh, weekend, I'm concluding a message series. This is the third homily of three. The link is at chathamcatholic.ca if you want to look back and uh, see this series. Or again, if you're having trouble sleeping, you can go and go back and listen to them. And I'll put you into sleep and peace of a temporary kingdom of a nice sleep. Um, the message series is called, The Church Does Not Have a Mission, It Is Mission. And it comes from, um, a document summary of the Synod of Bishops that just took place in Rome in uh, October, a whole month of meetings for the church and it gathered together with bishops, priests, men, lay men and women all gathered together to kind of look at how we journey as a church in this world. And they're going to have another meeting next October to try to, how do we work through this together to be relevant, to be transformative in this world, and to really be mission. 
And kind of as a reminder foundation in this summary document, it reminds us of what we are to be as church. It says, rather than saying that the church has a mission, we affirm that church is mission. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. So that's where I get the name of this series. Being missionary, being going out to the world is not some add-on or some option of the church but it is the essence of what we're supposed to do. And that's a difficult concept for us because it's something for us in our diocese and in North America, we have not had to worry about for a long time. Wrongly, that we didn't have to embrace this intentional missionary focus and that at the heart, so that we can bring truth, we can bring light, but as we heard in the first reading of the gospel, really bringing the gift of the kingdom. And so being a disciple, being on missionary, these are foreign words to us as a church that, you know, we thought the missionaries had done that certainly in our world, you know, many, many years ago, but we're constantly on mission. The world is constantly changing. But every day and in every culture, in every transition of the world, they need Christ. And so what is that mission in the document? It defines it more. The church announces and witnesses the gospel to those who do not know it and do not welcome it. We're supposed to go out to those who have not experienced the grace of the Lord, maybe have forgotten it, and those who do not welcome it or do not want to see it. None of this is new. This mission started after the resurrection to the first apostles and to us. And it goes on to say, they do this with a preferential option for the poor that is rooted in the mission of Jesus. Always seek the poor, the homeless, those who are in desperate need first. That's the heart and the mission of every parish, every family of parishes, every follower of Jesus and we strive to do that more and more and so this message is just a reminder for us of how we're called to move forward how we're called to shape our family of parishes how we're called as church in this world to bring the light of the gospel because this world definitely does not want to hear it and in so many ways rejects it and so in the, in the first homily, uh, and I'm just going to do a quick recap before I go, go on, if my remote will work. There we go. I talked about uh, the Vinyl Cafe and the Arthur Awards and kind of being a missionary and a disciple. Uh, Stuart McLean used to give out these Arthur Awards and he called them the Oscars of the Ordinary. We don't have to do uh, popular or famous things, but simply in the ordinariness of our lives to move forward. You can go back and watch the first homily about that. In the second homily, I talked about where everybody knows your name, building a sense of community, like the show Cheers, if anyone remembers that. You know, the gentleman that came into the bar and everyone said, Norm, yeah, Norm, right? Everybody knows and we want to build a sense of community, not just amongst ourselves, but to build community that everyone is welcome to the table. And I talked about the year of welcome and family that is, uh, one of the you know, kind of the the threads and the fabric of our family of parishes 
And now we're looking to welcome people and making room at our table. And so look at the second homily to focus in on that. And now really in a sense, this third homily, we wanna know what the kingship and the kingdom Jesus is building. The first reading in the gospel make it very clear. In the first reading, the prophet Ezekiel, speaking on behalf of the Lord to the people of Israel, who were invaded and they were scattered, Ezekiel speaking with the voice of the Lord saying this, I myself will search for my sheep and will seek them out. I will rescue them from all the places to which they have been scattered on a day of clouds and thick darkness. I will seek the lost and I will bring back the strayed. I will bind up the injured. I will strengthen the weak but the fat and the strong I will destroy. I will feed my sheep with justice. The Lord himself will go out to find the lost, the scattered, the broken, the forgotten, the weak. If the Lord does this, we are called to do the same to reach out, it's not sitting back, it's not waiting for people to come to us, but going out and seeking and finding and bringing back. What a reminder for us of this constant kind of missionary zeal and strength and grace that we need. The sacraments are there to empower us to be missionaries, not just for ourselves preservation or consumption. We come to the Eucharist today to be nourished and fed by the Lord, not so that we're filled with grace, but so that we're filled with grace, we're filled with Jesus, so that we can give him away to those who are outside our doors of the church this very morning, offering them love, compassion, and the things that they need so that they are loved and welcomed and experience the grace of God. It's very, very evident, very clear, especially on this, the solemnity of Christ the King. This is the kingship the Lord is calling us to. This is the kingdom that he shares with us. And just to echo again what we heard in the gospel, for I was hungry and you gave me food. I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger and you welcomed me. I was naked and you gave me clothing. I was sick and you took care of me. And the king will answer them, truly I tell you, just as you did it to one of the least these brothers and sisters of mine, you did it to me. Not only are we called to be generous, you know, recognizing the gifts and talents we have, but also the resources that have been trusted to be shared. If we want to find Jesus alive, and transformative for our lives, we seek it in those in need. We seek him in the poor, in the lost, in the homeless, in the forgotten. We give them help, but they bless us with the presence of Jesus. What an amazing gift, but also great responsibility if we're going to claim ourselves as faithful servants of Christ the King. And this uh, series and kind of this liturgical uh, celebration today reminds us of what I think we already know and what we already do in many ways, but it recalibrates us on this sense of mission 
And there is a greater urgency in our world today than ever before, that we're called to share that kingdom and to share that love. Because when you take a look at this feast, the solemnity of Christ the King, Jesus does not wear a big golden crown, but a crown of thorns, which of course is a crown of suffering, also a crown of love. Jesus does not have a big throne as King. His throne is the cross, the perfect act of love and sacrifice where he lays down his life. But it's not just what he does for us, but it's what we're also called to do because he shares the power of the kingdom with us. He shares his authority and gives us that grace and that strength. Pope Benedict on this uh, solemnity back in 2012 said this, Jesus speaks of kings and kingship, yet he is not referring to power, but truth. Jesus came to reveal and bring a new kingship, that of God. He came to bear witness to the truth of God, who is love. And he was contrasting the encounter between Pilate and Jesus. Pilate had rule and authority, but invoked it by power. Jesus had power, but he invoked it by truth and love, which is how we're called to exercise that power, to exercise that authority, to exercise that grace of love in our world today, to be on mission. And so, as I'm wrapping up here in the last couple of comments, beginning kind of this Advent, we're adding this second thread in this uh, fabric of our family of parishes, focusing in on this year of prayer and conversion. We need to build a sense of community, but if we're going to build the kingdom, we have to fall in love with Jesus. We have to encounter Jesus. And so there's going to be ministries and opportunities to fall in love with Jesus, to experience a conversion of heart, that our lives are not about ourselves, our lives are not about trying to hang on to what we have, but to give our lives away. Jesus, placing Jesus at the center. And in the bulletin, there's an article that I've written that connects with this year of prayer and conversion, seeking opportunities to discern with Jesus where he's calling us to help build his kingdom, where he's calling us to share and witness and announce the good news of the gospel. And ultimately, through prayer and conversion, we become Jesus in this world. That's the perfect way to build his kingdom. That is the call that each of us have, and that is the judgment that we shall receive at the end of our journeys. Did we help build the Lord's kingdom or simply try to build our own? Here's a few prayer thoughts as the final reflection and the end of this series. How much time do I spend with Jesus getting to know him? We do a lot of, I know I do a lot of times, asking him for things. You know, get me through this. Uh, please let that pass and I'll do something else. But how much time do we actually just look at getting to know him? Knowing about him is one thing, but knowing him is another. How does he love me? How is he calling me into, into service? The sacrifice that he offered on the cross, how do we actually get to know him as we would get to know a friend? our neighbors. 
Do we really know Jesus? Do I spend time to get to know him? Do I take time for conversion experiences? Sometimes it's easy for us to stay comfortable. I like the way things are. I don't want to rock the boat. Let's just move on. Things are comfortable. Being a disciple and a messenger of the gospel on mission should make us uncomfortable. It should be difficult. And conversion moments of conversion of heart, whether it's a, a retreat, joining a ministry, taking time to think about and be transformed, changes us. We need that conversion. We need that change. We need that renewal constantly. The sacrament of reconciliation is an opportunity for conversion. The Eucharist is. But are there particular chances that I'm going to be bold enough to get out of my comfort zone and, and listen to the Lord, who then may ask me to do something that I'm not used to, that I don't think I'm able to do, and yet trust Him because we love Him. And finally, how can I live more like Jesus? Do we live more for ourselves? Is the gospel an inconvenience for us? Or something we compartmentalize for Sunday morning or when we're able to do it, but when we're confronted with opportunity, we walk by sometimes. How am I being Jesus, offering compassion and mercy in my family, in the workplace? Do I hold grudges? Am I one of the last people to go and ask if someone needs help or assistance? Or do I step up when no one else asks me to do something and I will help serve the Lord and offer that gift of grace? So as we continue in our Mass and kind of conclude this message series, we are a church that is mission. In the very essence of who we are is always to help build the kingdom. So we take on tasks and opportunities and outreach to help build the kingdom, but that also means we have to let go of things that prevent us from building the kingdom. What's holding us back? What things do we need to change? What things do we need to let go so that the gospel can make the biggest impact, not in our own lives, but in the lives of others? Those who don't know Jesus, those who have forgotten about Jesus, those who do not welcome Jesus. The church does not have a mission. It is mission.